What's up, Unusuals? Jim Martin here from the Unusual Buddha podcast and theunusualbuddha.com. Here to talk to you for a second about Anchor. Uh, it's the service I use to make this very podcast. Uh, first and foremost, it's free. Secondly, they give you tools you can actually record and edit your podcast either from your phone or from a computer. Uh, Anchor also helps with distribution of your podcast. Uh, they can get you on Apple and Spotify, all those. Uh, you can start making money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need all in one place. So check them out. It's anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to see what you create. What's up, Unusuals? Jim Martin here from theunusualbuddha.com. This is uh, our second Inner Circle session. Uh, this one, uh, Taylor and I, Taylor's one of our Inner Circle patrons. Taylor and I sit down and talk about the theme for the upcoming month, which is compassion. Check it out. Let us know what you thought. so long to get you a link i've been having issues with uh with zoom so like i said it's gonna be just us today nelly has a uh wicca class online she's attending currently so okay she's getting her to learn on as well how have you been uh pretty busy getting the house ready for our inspection for uh the kids that we're gonna foster so oh that's awesome did they finally get to you with uh with who's coming and, and that kind of stuff? Yeah, we've met like the people that are going to come in and see. We haven't talked to any children or anything yet. Okay. So. Do you guys have even an idea of like age range yet? No. Oh, wow. So it's completely open-ended for now? Yes. Oh, holy cow. How are you doing with the, uh, with the whole COVID nonsense? You still holding up well? Still holding up well. Um, People are getting a lot more angry over it with uh, funerals and stuff, you know? Yeah, I bet. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not in control of this, guys. I promise. Absolutely, yeah. I'm not the one making the rules here. Yeah. That's so crazy. So the, uh, has any of this, um, how about like in your town, is any, any of the businesses being affected by the, um, the fact that nobody can be out and about? Yes, unfortunately, because we're a small town, so um, all the hair places, yeah, you know, all all the small businesses, and my mom is beside corner. She's a tax preparer, and like she has cried every night. She's like, I have to help these people. I can't let their businesses fail. So she's like taking it upon herself to help them get the grants, and you know. Oh wow which I've heard is, is not easy work to get, uh, to get in on these. And then, well, I guess it depends. Cause I've, I've been reading stories like uh, Shake Shack 
got apparently got like millions of dollars and and they're like oh wait you know maybe we should give it back and last month i wanted to uh i guess more or less uh un unveil the theme for the upcoming month uh this this month i was actually thinking of um talking about compassion for both ourselves and for others um and again like i said i'm i'm, I'm not uh, i don't fancy myself a teacher or anything but this is just the uh the direction I, I, I want to take things for the month just so we can all talk about it and, and kind of get some things out there. Uh, I feel like compassion for uh, both self and other is something that's really overlooked. And I, I don't know about you. I feel like, like I am at my most compassionate when I'm, I'm good with me. You know what I mean? Yes. I think it's really easy to be uh, better at, at, at loving others and caring others when you can care for yourself. Do you, do you think that's true? I definitely, because if your glass is empty, you can't help others. You can't pour into their glass. And help exactly. Them exactly. And it's, you know, and it's so funny. You look around, you see all these, um, you know, people talking about uh, do for others, do for others. Um, and not, and it's, you know, people almost phrase it like it's selfish to take care of yourself. And I guess, you know, there is a line like everything. There's, there's like a, a, a medium space, but uh you know, I, I think you're right. I think I think actually uh, working on things to to fill your glass is is just as valuable uh, and and just as fruitful for others as it as it is for you a lot of times. Because, like you said, you can't uh, if you are broken and you are hurt, how are you gonna work with others very well? You know. I'll tell you a story about being selfish. Uh, let's see. I'm going on three years sober now, and when I oh, went wow. to drink they said, this is a selfish program. And I have found that I am a better wife, a better friend, a better funeral director, because now I can, I know how to look inside myself and see what's going on and take care of it instead of just bottling everything up. And then Absolutely. just spewing hate and anger. Yeah. At Exactly. It's you get to uh, when you when you allow those things to store up and you, you almost become like one of those, those spitting snakes, you know, you're just shooting venom in every direction. And it's just you're just toxic to yourself. You're toxic to everyone else. And like you said, it can lead to some very self-harming habits. So, I mean, that's definitely a, a good uh, a good way to look at it. It's it's funny, the, the stigma that people kind of put on that self-care kind of thing. It's like you're, you're somehow doing everyone an injustice by by working on you or those kind of things like that. But um, one of the quotes that I like that is, you know, depending on who you ask is, is either is by the Buddha or is not by the Buddha is that if your circle of compassion doesn't include yourself, it's incomplete. And I think that's really important. I think that's a good thing to, to think about. Do you, um, did you pick up any, uh, I guess, self-compassion techniques while you were doing this, while you're doing your, the, the program? Um, I did. And, uh, I, I went to the AA meetings and it was too full of lies for me. So I start, I found this program that was more geared to Buddhism and stuff. And that really helped me, you know, look at yourself. Was that uh, against the stream? What? Was it was the class against the stream? Was that, was that the, the yes. name of the, yes. Okay. So I have, yeah. Uh, they're, they're actually some really cool people. There's some really neat ones, uh, in, in that set. Uh, I found those ones myself a little, a little late. I have never been to like AA or any of those kind of things, but, uh, but I do like the kind of stuff that they, 
they put out like it's a, a an alternative kind of thing that's really cool did you did you find that to be um i guess you said you, you found it more helpful than the regular standard aa yes that and um surprisingly uh i'm a big grateful dead fan oh really there's a group of them called the wharf rats and they're sober and they go to the concerts and they offer you know meetings and just like you get to hang with them and stuff but oh, wow. they don't judge and I'm, I'm in a Facebook group with them. And so like, if you're having a bad day, you can say something and they'll be like right there for you. No oh, wow. Judgment. That's really so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's hard to find. And I think that's another, that's another good point about compassion is, is judgment plays into it a lot as far as judging yourself and judging others. That seems to be like a very big, uh, I mean, if it's not the bricks, it's at least the mortar of, of the wall between you and being compassionate to somebody else. That's a good point. Um, and it's cool that, that, that there's these alternatives out there. Cause like you said, for some, the, uh, AA is just not it, you know, I've heard it's very dull. It's very boring. And a lot of times you go through the program and you end up finding more people to get back into bad habits with than you did. You know what I mean? Like you, you almost like you're yeah. networking with, with people that are doing the, the not good things you're trying to escape. Um, so that's people that's that know the way around the rules and exactly you know. yeah. exactly that's um that's funny did they give you like any any specific uh teachings or anything that, that you found helpful as far as for like uh you know forgiving yourself and and those kind of things forgiving myself was the biggest one that in both of those groups they told me and the the wharf rats is the one that the grateful dead have because mm -hmm. there's that song wharf rats and they're like you have to forgive yourself for what you did what you did is in the past and they're like it doesn't matter if you have two seconds of sobriety or 50 years we're in this together we're all one so that really that resonates with me yeah. And that's, and that's a powerful, that's a powerful message. I mean, being able to sit down and forgive yourself. I mean, that is, that is a huge, um, another barrier. Cause some, I mean, how many times have you had those thoughts where like, do, do I deserve to be, you know, to have a better life? Do I deserve to, you know what I mean? Those kind of things. And that's, that's definitely creates that negative loop. Um, I actually, the reason I was interested to, to know is cause, uh, I talked to a guy when I was, uh, you know, way back when, when I was a mechanic, uh, I apprenticed for a guy who had, had been through AA. He'd been on his own since he was like 16 and, you know, had a pretty rough life. I met him when he was in his forties. So, you know, late, late forties. So he had um, been living on his own for a long while and had gone to uh, AA court ordered AA a couple times. Uh, and the last one, it kind of stuck with him. He, he still did drink, but he, he picked up uh, how to be a, I guess, a better person with it. But uh, one of the things he taught me was uh, a technique to help with self-confidence and I was, I actually wrote a, a blog post about it a, a couple of years ago, but uh, one of his things was, was to look in the mirror and look yourself in the eye and, and just say, I love you. And as goofy as that sounds, as weird as it seems to just sit there and go, you know, look in the mirror and like, mm, I love you. And it, it seems so odd and, and, and fumbly, but uh, it actually does help build that a little bit of confidence and a little bit of um, maybe even self-respect, I guess. Cause uh, like, like you said, like it's, you know, that it fills that, that your, your 
vessel so that you may pour into others. So it's actually a, a very cool reinforcing practice. And uh, there were a few times that he, um, he would even say, if you, he would ask me in the mornings, did you, did you do your homework? Cause that's what he called it. He called it homework. Um, he said, if you, did you, if you, if I didn't do it, if the answer wasn't immediately, yes, uh, he would actually, it was, um, you know, like a large bathroom, but he would like, then we're going to the bathroom. We're going to go do it here. So he's like, either you do it here in front of me or you do it at home, but you're doing it. And, um, that actually helped me to be better husband, better father, better, uh, mechanic, better, uh, kind of salesman, you know, like it really did have a lot of effects as far as, uh, you know, eventually it even took me to the point where I, I quit the whole automotive industry as, as a whole, just having, you know, just snowballing that small self-confidence and um, realizing that it's really taking care of yourself isn't as selfish as it sounds at face value, you know? Yeah. And that's, I think that's important that uh, I was just curious to see if maybe you had picked up something similar, neat little strategy or, or, or something like that. But that was something he imparted to me that, uh, that is, a, that is, actually been probably one of the more helpful little you know like tidbits of advice to take along the road but uh I'm trying to think of the artist macklemore just came out with a song about staying sober and stuff and he's like you know you can look in the mirror and you're a devil or a god you like you pick what you're gonna be and you can't buy your way out of this. You have to work. You have to put in the work. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think a lot of us, um, you know, we, we, you know, the, the, we demonize that work, you know, we demonize uh, the approach or, you know, is it, oh, well, this is, you know, you're not doing it like the Bible says, or you're not doing it like the sutras say, or you're not doing it like the, you know, whatever Upanishads say, it doesn't matter. You know, like you, when it comes down to it, you got to work on you. You got to fix, I mean, what, in, in my opinion, what divine being, you know, whichever one you want to call it that, that made everything or whatever you believe, uh, if, yeah. if that being gave you the ability to fix yourself, why would you not, you know what I mean? Like what, yeah. what would the purpose be to not fix you? Um, I think that's another thing that's, that's really important with compassion is to realize that um, it's kind of like an ownership thing, like a responsibility uh, you, you owe yourself, you owe, uh, whatever deity you want to call it. You, you owe it to everyone to fix your own baggage and to stop the, um, you know, there's like those cycles of pain that we, we kind of get each other into, you know what I mean? So, you know, your maybe your mom wasn't so great or your dad wasn't so great. And then you kind of pass that on you know what I mean? Like those kind of things, um, it's important to break those cycles. I think that that's, that's another thing that, uh, that, that self-confidence can do and, and, and compassion for yourself. And again, it can lead to compassion for others. See, I always think it was wearing a backpack. And you know, when you have something that you don't forgive yourself for or forgive somebody else for, you just have rocks and you're just heavy. And yeah. when you empty it out and let it go, it's like you can finally open your chest and actually breathe. Absolutely. It is. It's like a huge weight off when you, when you stop the judgment and the, you know, like you said, you stop carrying these things and you, you, you feel so light if you would just let it all go, you know, you could actually, you could float down the river and just like let it roll. I like it. Yeah. So what, uh, what else is new in your world? How are the dogs? I haven't heard any puppies yet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're doing great. Poor Hoss. 
my mailboxer. It's been storming a lot, so he's not a fan of that. Like thunderstorms? Yes. Ah, uh, okay, okay. He was a rescue when he was a puppy. They left him out in storms. Aw. He's, he's a 75 pound dog, and he'll get in my lap, and I'll hold him, and I'll be like, I'm not going to let anything happen to you. Oh, that's cute. That is cute, the puppies. That is amazing. So what else is, is anything else new in your, in your world? Just try through this whole COVID mess and people yeah. arguing that they, that we should have, cause I'm in the Bible belt. Right. Everybody wants to open churches again. And I'm like, and start this all over again. That's what, that's what you're going to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How, how do you feel about uh, the, since we are both uh, U.S. citizens here, we live in the States, uh, how, you know, Nellie can't really identify with this because they're, they're handling, Canada's handling everything in an entirely different way. But what are your thoughts on, on, on how uh, we're basically just going to go from everybody's locked down and, and safe and sound at home to just, we're going to just throw everybody out there. We're just going to flip the switch and just, no coronas anywhere anymore, I guess. Uh, how do you feel about that? See, what scares me is I think back to uh, the Spanish flu. I don't remember which world war it was, but like everybody got out and the second wave hit and killed more people than the war did. Yeah, and, it's... You know, I mean, I don't know what the best answer is, but I, I don't know. I just... And I'm, I'm scared because there's lots of young kids in my family and lots of old people. And what if I'm a carrier and I show no symptoms? Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, it's, it's amazing that uh, they're, they're acting like all of a sudden we're just going to, we're going to all go outside and everything's gonna, just going to go back to normal and, and just, you know, no problems. Everyone's fine. Um, I think we're going to see, like you said, once that cat's out of the bag, it's going to be much, much harder to get it back in. Almost like trying to uh, like catch smoke in a bottle. Like it's not going to happen. You're just going to be disappointed and you're going to be behind the eight ball. But uh, again, like you said, I, I don't know the perfect answer and, and I'm not a, a politician. So I don't know the you know, economy stuff that everyone's dealing with. And I've, you know, I can only tell you what I've read, but uh, you know, wow. I think this is getting ready to get, uh, pretty crazy and the, and the sad part is it's actually like you said it's gonna it's not gonna affect the i don't feel like the average american person it's gonna affect those people that have uh the you know compromised systems and those kind of things so it's almost like we were talking about it's almost more uh a compassionate thing to keep you know to i guess somewhat deny yourself those those freedoms and those fun vacations and those kind of things to look out for those people who can't look out for themselves you know like uh, I have, I have, I have four kids. I have a, a baby that's, that's not even two months old yet. And I mean, that's, that's a pretty high risk. And then my oldest child is 10. I mean, you know, they, they say like, Oh, it's, you know, in that window, it's not so bad, but you know, for a two month old, a two year old, a five year old and a 10 year old, like, you know, three of those four are, are, are pretty risky. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the scary part is that um, once it goes, like, what do you do? You know? Well, my cousin, he lives in New York, and when this started, his mom flew him back to Arkansas, and he has, he has two friends who are very healthy, they're dancers and stuff, and they got it, and they died. 
and they were 32 and like 34. So it's, I mean, is it worth risking more death? Yeah. And that's, and that's, yeah, that's, and that's the wild thing is, is like you said, it is a risk. And at the end of the day, a risk for what, you know what I mean? Like there, there are things that could be done. I think everyone's worried about the economy and how far, I mean, the damage is already done. The, you know what I mean? Like whatever's yeah. going to happen to the economy is going to happen. It's you've stunted everything for two months. I mean, the, you know, America is a massive consumer machine and you have shut it down for two months. So obviously it's going to be a problem, but, um, you know, at this point, like you said, like, what's there to gain? Like, what are we going to, you know, you're going to fire things back up and then, you know, some stuff is going to ha happen and help and sure. But at the same time, what, um, you know, is it going to be worth the people that, that are going to end up being hurt the most by this? And that's, you know, like, like we said, it's compassion carries to all things, even this, I mean, even if it wasn't, you know, COVID or whatever, uh, just taking a compassionate mindset to this, Yes, it sucks. Yes, we all hate being stuck in our house. 24-hour parenting is a, I'm like, I owe teachers so much money now, I can't even tell you uh, how undervalued teachers are for, for taking that, that load of, of, of taking care of a kid for a few hours a day. But wow, like we're getting ready to jump into a thing uh, that's just going to be mind-boggling with, uh, like you said, this. I mean, I, I feel like we're going to overwhelm the system again, like we've been trying not to for for months at a time, and all for what? For for money. And one of the you things. Know? Have you found any other uh, entertainment stuff to to, I guess, cope with your time locked up? Oh, I've been reading a lot more. Good show, really. Yeah. Anything uh, Anything interesting uh, you've picked up? Uh, okay, so you know the four elements, right? Yeah. Or the four, they, they have one now that's the five elements. So I've started that because I was like, I've never heard of that. Five elements, is that like, um, is that like related to Wicca? Because I know, because uh, with Nellie and, and my wife's also into Wicca, yeah. uh, they, is, is that what it's based on or? Yes, it kind of is. Uh, my wife is, is it into Wicca and stuff, and she's Wiccan, so. Oh, nice, it's, it's, see? Connections. It's really cool to, to, you know, talk about that, because, I mean, before being in the Bible Belt, you don't hear a lot about that. I mean, I was an outcast because I was raised Catholic, so yeah. it's pretty, you know, I'm, I'm not Catholic anymore, but yeah. I follow. I wouldn't say I'm Buddhist, but I try to follow there you go. And, and yeah, I think that's when you really boil them down the most of the world's face. I mean, realistically, it's, it's like six degrees of separation. You know what I mean? Like, like how far off can it be from like, be good to others, be good to yourself, take care of whoever you can. You know what I mean? Like those kind of things. It's all, it's all in there. There's no, there's no need to chop it up. Like they, they tend to, but um, no, that's really cool. That's, that's, that's neat. Cause uh, the more uh, I look into uh, Wicca and I talk to people that are into Wicca because I, I like I said I personally am, am coming come to meditation from the Buddhist angle just because that's that's what kind of floats my boat but um, the more people I talk to about it and the more people that I I find that are into it is it's a lot bigger than I thought you know and it's yeah. it's definitely uh, there was I even found out you know Facebook you connect with people from 
your, your past. And there was a, a girl that I, for three years, we shared uh, our, our names were close alphabetically. So our lockers were always side by side. And I saw her every day. I said hi to her, talked to her stuff all the time. It turns out she's, you know, she's been uh, hedge witch, you know, forever, you know what I mean? For, for as far back as she, as, as I've known her, you know what I mean? So it's, it's really cool to see yeah. uh, those kind of things. And that's, that reminded me of the, the, the five elements you're talking about. So that's, was it, that's earth, wind, fire, water, and I think spirit, right? Yes. That's, yeah, that's the fifth one. So that's, it's really cool to see it. It's a, it's an interesting perspective. Uh, just like, uh, I don't know about you, when I was younger, I used to read uh, Greek mythology and Norse mythology and all those kind of things. I always liked the, to kind of see the uh, stories from people around the world, like one and how they explain phenomenon, like lightning storms and, you know, thunderstorms and all that, and how they, um, how they dealt with things like, uh, you know, predestination and those kind of things. It's really cool to see how, how it all fits together and how it all works. And then at the end of the day, the more of them you read, it really seems like there's a lot of overlap where they all kind of are telling the same stories, you know what I mean? Just maybe in a little different uh, seasoning. Well, they said the easiest way to start a new religion is to take part of an old one and put your stuff off. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a good way to, uh, to, yeah, you can, I mean, that's, I, I think, geez, I think Christianity wrote the book on that. I mean, geez, they've, they've been taking every pagan holiday and renaming it since they you know began. When I met Lauren, she was telling because I was born on Christmas and stuff, and she was she was going through, and she was like, you know, this holiday that y'all have, okay, this is what we had, and stuff. So it's it's a learning experience, and I love it. Absolutely. I, love learning new things. I think uh, I think there's one coming up. Is it uh, Beltane? I think that's uh, a Wiccan holiday coming up. Let me see. Now I have to consult the Googles because we have to do this justice because we know uh, it's. I don't know if you can. See, it's uh, May first. Yes, yes. Okay, very cool. So we'll have to. Uh, I was like, I, what's that? I was like, I better get that right. Yeah, right. My life is gonna come we, were, we were both smashing the keys at the same time, trying to get that squared away. But uh, yeah, that's very awesome, though. So I can't wait to uh, maybe we'll celebrate that with the uh, with the Wiccans in our lives and see how uh, how that's kind of done. Another one that's really cool. Have you have you ever checked out uh, Chaos Magic? Have you seen these? They're called Chaos. I haven't. So that's that's an interesting uh, path, I guess, if you want to say that. They do a lot with uh, sig sigils, I think it's called, but it's uh, symbols that um, you know, like they have power to them, like runes almost. And yeah. uh, basically, the um, so a a person that does Chaos Magic and it's. M A G I C K, a person that does it, they are they are a chaot, uh, which is C H A O T E, I think, uh, and they they actually say that, that that the deity works for them, that they create it, they put faith in it, and uh, it does like they I guess manifest it, and and it that gives it power. So it's a different, um, it's a completely different perspective, I guess, on what it is to believe, and uh, the I guess, order of divine beings. It's, it's really cool. If it's something, you know, different fates or something you're into, uh, it's definitely worth taking a look at because it is, it is on a whole other plan. Uh, all I can say is Nellie missed out big time. Hopefully her, her uh, Wicca class was worth it, you know? Yes. We, will, we will shame her through videos and podcast episodes that do not include her. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we'll go ahead and uh, meditate just like we did last time, maybe like a quick 10 minutes, and, uh, and then we will both say our uh, goodbyes, and we will rock it out for another uh, month. And like I said, I'll send you another uh, link when, when we get there. If I can find my clock. All right. So again, we're going to meditate for 10 minutes, obviously, whatever style makes, you know, whatever style floats your boat. And um, we will go ahead and get started when we hear the uh, second timer. We'll be all done and we will wrap up. So 10 minutes starting now. So that was 10 minutes freestyle meditation, feeling good, feeling present. Yeah. Awesome. And again, thank you so much for, for joining. Uh, so far you're, you're up on Nelly one episode. So, uh, you know, <laughs> if we keep, Let's keep it going. right. If we keep it going, if we keep bringing the heat, uh, we have to hire you on. We pay precisely $0, uh, per, week or month any denomination of time you want we don't pay so <laughs> uh thank you again thank you so much for coming and thank you for uh for your support it's great hearing from you great to talk to you i hope you do really uh, well in the the upcoming month and uh again we'll we'll be in touch and uh can't wait to see you uh for the next one all right stay safe you too you do the same thank you so much have a good one you too What's up, Unusuals? Do you want access to these Inner Circle sessions? Uh, once monthly, we put them on, we talk to our Inner Circle patrons, and uh, we sit down, we chat, we talk about the, uh, the upcoming theme for the month. Uh, we kind of talk to you, get to, get to know you a little bit, and uh, we actually throw in a meditation session there in the middle if you want in on this. Uh, check us out on patreon.com slash theunusualbuddha, and uh, can't wait to see you in the next one.